Okay, so here's the deal. I saw Avengers Endgame, and for those who know me or listened to this for a while, you're probably asking your questions why I think the last any type of episode that I did about one of these movies was Age of Ultron, which was many moons ago. I did not enjoy Age of Ultron. Um, but I saw, I guess, the event movie of the year. Um, Avengers Endgame for many different reasons. Well, not that many, but a few that I will not go into. But I will share some of my thoughts and I won't put spoilers in this one, but I might do another one where I actually talk about things that actually happened in the movie. So, um, for those asking, I really haven't seen many of the movies, but I know what happened because it's superhero movies based on superhero comics and you kind of get the gist. Also, people like to post memes and they do video essays. And so after a certain point in time, you just kind of know what the hell happens in these movies. So the movie starts, well, the whole movie is actually kind of somber for the first half, you know, going by what you know of the, of the last movie and, and Thanos' success at, um, I guess this is a spoiler for the last movie, um, killing half the universe. Um, for resources. Yeah, that always sounds dumb to me. When I, anytime someone tells me that, I'm like, how does he know that there's not enough resources for the whole universe when the universe is always expanding? And most people, beings or anything, are able to see the whole universe, even in the Marvel universe, in which for the most part, they just stay around one galaxy or so. But yeah, hence why there's the Guardian of the Galaxy, not Galaxies, so forth and so forth. But yeah. Um, most of this movie deals with the original cast of the Avengers because they're the only ones who left standing from the last movie, to be quite honest. Um, I guess the movie deals with a lot of uh, pushing forward after a very traumatic event, a major event, and, and failing. Um, some of that is handled well through the performance of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, you know, there's a part in the beginning where he's really, really skinny. I was like, oh, man, like he lost a lot of weight for this part, but um, I don't know when they did that. Um, it's, it's, the movie deals with a lot of regret, and I guess... Uh, fixing some some past mistakes or making things better for the future for those you know who couldn't do it themselves uh there's a point in which the, the movie tries this something for the first hour this movie is three hours long and i think you can split up the movie easily into three acts uh for each hour i think the first first hour really holds true has a lot of heart uh, and some good performances especially out of Paul Rudd who's not one of the original cast members of Avengers but is you know 
Ant-Man, and this man doesn't age. Uh, uh, the second part is when the second album when it gets a lot more jokey. Um, that got a bit annoying for me. The the superhero joke time isn't my bag. It's not that I don't want them to be funny. I think Marvel overdoes it. Uh, I think some of the characters are too old. We acting so silly all the goddamn time with the things they're dealing with. But hey, that's just me. Uh, the third hour is basically one big set piece, a very expensive set piece. All the superhero action, all the CG characters. Um, this movie isn't made to or can actually stand alone. This is not a movie you watch out of the blue. This isn't a movie that if you didn't see any of these movies that you should just go see. This isn't a movie where you saw, I think, three of the movies and just like, oh, I'm going to go see it. Like, nah, man, it's it's like if you, it's it's literally like watching a television show. Like, it's say one of my favorite shows, Riverdale. Like, yeah, you can't watch three episodes and watch season finale and know what's going on. Or, um anything on HBO, like Game of Thrones now, like anybody who's not into Game of Thrones, you shouldn't be trying it just to, just to jump on. Like, it's just, it isn't. Like, I can skip movies and still be all right, but I got like 30 years of reading superhero comics. Like, there's no surprises for me in this. Uh, I think most people who listen to this also has read enough comics to watch enough of these movies. But for those who might stumble across this recording, yeah, if you you you, you kind of got to do the work. You dang on sure got to watch the movie that came out last year. You got to at least know everything that happened in the last movie. And even then, there's certain things that doesn't make sense if you didn't, let's say, you didn't watch Homecoming. Um, yeah, you kind of needed to watch Captain Marvel, understand who, who Captain Marvel is. Um, Thor Ragnarok should have been watched. Uh, or at least you need to know what happened in that movie. You need to know what happened in that movie so you know what happens, I guess, in the, in whatever happens in Infinity War, you know, to get these characters these points. Um, because it's a it's a major part of the characterization of a lot of these characters. Uh, I, you you got to put some respect on the Russos for, for pulling off this feat, no matter how you feel. That's It's a big movie. Um, it's a lot. Uh, they really don't waste any time. I feel it's a bit long, but that's for me. I think it's cathartic and covers enough ground and gives enough of the other viewers and the closure they should need. There shouldn't be any questions asking. You know, yeah, we know this is going to continue, but let's say if, you know, you've been watching these movies since 2008 and, you know, you say like, you know what, I'm done, yo. I don't, I don't even want to do this no more. I don't want to see no more. I don't even care. I just seen the, the 22nd joint, the season finale. You can walk away. You'll be fulfilled. You'll know everything. You'll get a complete arc from, from 2008 till now for all these different characters end up in a, in a place 
Where they can whatever. Um, there's actually a lot I would mind talking about, but you know, people's on this no spoiler kick or whatever. Um even though you're you're purposely listening to what I'm saying, you might feel a way. I don't know if people gonna listen to this. Um yeah, it's not my cup of, but you know, I got respect the craft. I got respect all the workers involved, you know, from the screenwriters to the effects artists, the actors. Um, the color grading was a bit better. That's the thing that's coming up. A lot of people's talking like Marvel movies. You having like bland ass color grading. Um, the values and stuff will, it helps the characters pop a little bit more. Um, there's some places where it still feel a little bit uh flat within volume and space, um, people don't pop like they should probably. It's not much depth depth there. And I didn't see it in 3D. But I think if the colors look like that, if you're watching in 2D, I don't know if 3D is really going to help like that. Um, I guess I can give it, you know, I'll, I'll be not nice, but I, like, I think this movie might make more than Avatar, which is a feat that I didn't think was going to happen anytime soon. I think this is something a lot of people want to enjoy. A lot of people want to be talking about. A lot of people want to see it again and again. We got to deal with conversations about it for a long time. Um, It is probably a, a landmark within pop culture, spectacle, fiction. Uh, I was on the Geek Girl Riot show talking about this and I think with this is the first time I've seen any type of superhero movie where it did something that I don't think the comics can do um the first time I felt like this um wasn't even out of pure spectacle or imagination was um the Justice League Unlimited episode called Epilogue it was essentially what they thought was going to be the last episode of the series. They didn't know it was going to get picked up for another short season, 13 episodes. So they made the last episode essentially a Batman Beyond episode that explained the origins of Batman and how it connected to that arc they just had, you know, with Amanda Waller and stuff. I'm not to get into that, but you can look that up. But in a lot of ways, it ends... With a shot that's very much like the first shot you see in Batman animated series, but with Batman Beyond instead of Batman. And it was in a weird way where we I saw something that I never thought we would ever see in any type of fiction, at least in terms of superheroes, is that within that world, Bruce Wayne has an ending. You know, he grows old, he essentially becomes Alfred to Terry McGinnis, who you find out is his like son that he didn't really know. Or maybe he didn't know, but Terry didn't know until the episode. Um then again, I felt it when I saw Dark Knight Rises and the end of that movie. But this one is different. This is on pure spectacle. There's always been this thing where you'll hear comic book superhero comic people, especially the creators, how say you can we have one thing over movies. We can do anything we want because we have an unlimited budget because of our imagination. 
And they're saying that because they can write something and then a pencil can draw something. And then an anchor is going to ink it and they're going to have a colorist and a colorist is going to color it. And they can make alien worlds and they can do alien creatures and they can do all this stuff with these big explosions and all these type of things. And that was true for a very long period of time. And a lot of these movies, I ain't gonna lie, doesn't have the same effect I feel as when I read a superhero comic. I sometimes get into a double page splash and you see an artist that's really, really, really impressive with his rendering or how he, he chooses to draw draw over textures or character designs. And you're like, dang, the way he paced the action. And you're like, damn, yo, you mean, you know, like this movie's fire. This movie's alright, but it ain't that. You know what I'm saying? You get little blips like, you know, Iron Man 2 has a sequence at the end that's mostly storyboarded by Jenny Tarbowski, who created Dexter's Laboratory, um, worked on Pop of Girls, created Samurai Jack. Now he just did all these daggone Hotel Transform- uh, Transylvania movies. But man, he knows how to really pace out action, the action the animation amazingly. And his other little blips you might see, like Captain Winter Soldier when he's beating up all the dudes in the elevator. Or I guess that scene that everybody showed from that meme of the hell out of it of Civil War when Bucky and Cap are basically just beating the hell out of Tony and they're like tossing the shield back and forth while they whoop his ass. You know, that's incredible, but it's also them kind of referencing directly panels. It's a point in which, you know, Cap shoots. I mean, I guess Tony shoots at Cap and Cap is holding the shield. It looks just like the cover of the Civil War. And so it's like, oh, you're trying to make yourself like Steve McNiven. Man, there's stuff going on in this movie. And this is, this is, let me be honest, this is only really for like American comics. Um, Because you talk about Japanese comedy, there's a whole thing between the, the manga and then the anime. And there's stuff they're doing in, in when people translate the manga into the anime that we just don't even think over here a bit. So we ain't on that level yet. But for me to get back on my point, there is it. We've breached that that thing. Now I don't. I'm not. People might take offense to this, but there's nothing right now that I've seen from people talking about Marvel Comics, the comic book, that is impressive right now from. The, the creators they have in their imagination and what the editors or whatever, what they're all teamed up to make is fucking what's on that screen. Um, we're at the point now where I think being a Marvel fan, a person who reads comics can't tell a person who just sees movies nothing no more. It's a wrap. It's over. Your argument's done. There's things put together here that just like, nah, like some some of y'all ain't drawing that. Y'all ain't even got the manpower to get that done. Y'all book gonna be late like six months. 
They got a team of people. You know what I'm saying? They have people just as good as you as as a drawing artist, as a colorist, and maybe let's keep it a thousand, maybe even better. Um, because they went and got their ass a job doing stuff for movies all the time. People may not like the sound of that, but yo, know, some of them folks that go to these schools out in Cali, places in Asia, and they come over here to get those Hollywood jobs. They're amazing. They're amazing drafts, people. And they're great with color theory and all this type of stuff, like real craft stuff of making art. And you got a team of those cats trying to make the best possible visual. And then that visual moves. With the costumes on. With things putting together in ways that remixing the content that's not that much different than what the people in the comics are doing. People in the comics aren't really making that many new, new things because they really can't go too far. They don't want to really piss off the, the readers. There's this, you know, online contingent, you know, of people and they're always warring. Most vocal, most vocal has an effect on people, people buy and read and order. And yo, they're not cooking up like this. This is not to leave DC all the hook. They have different issues at hand. And different and Warner Bros. is a different studio. But on the Marvel space, on the superhero space, yo, man, they won. Uh you know, I gotta sit down with this like like it is when I see the Golden State Warriors win a game or um shoot win a championship, you know. Uh, I will root against all the time, but you know, game respect game, and you ain't gonna waste your money. I personally think everybody should see this on the best possible screen they can, and you know what? That might cost a pretty penny. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about Dolby Cinema right now. Um, for those who got AMC, I suggest you go ahead and start getting that A list popping because this summer gonna be popping. A lot of movies. Get that A-list. Spend that $20 for the month. And go see the movies in the week. And go see it on Dolby Cinemas or IMAX 3Ds. Because that counts for one of your movies of the week. Um, save some save some money and see it the best way you can. Um, Yeah, man. People was excited. It was cheering. Hollering. It was a press-only screening. You know, as much as press-only for a huge movie can be. Because, in fact, you see people... And the press screening you don't see for like random ass regular movies. So, you know, I don't know if they really about that, you know, critical life, but it is what it is. People was, people was excited. People was crying up because, you know, there's some things happening in this movie. We'll touch some people's emotions. Uh, I don't think y'all should be uh, drinking before this movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a four star when I put this on my letterbox. Game got to respect game. I ain't really enjoy it like everybody else. But I'm objective. You know, I'm not going to trash it. I'm not going to give it like a two star. 
Because I got issues with Marvel or whatever. Nah, man. They spent the GDP of a small country on this movie. And they're going to get the GDP of a medium-sized country back. So, yeah, those are some of my, my non-spoilery thoughts on um this Avengers Endgame. I don't want y'all sitting there thinking like y'all might get a... Uh, a joint for for far from home. Um, who knows? I don't know. I don't even know if I want to really even sit through that. You might get for that Pikachu though. The Tech Pikachu, yo, that's really looking fire. Um, maybe Dark Phoenix. Uh, I kind of gotta see that to the end, right? You know, two thousand, almost been twenty years of X Men movies. You know, I kind of gotta see these last two. They deserve it. You know what I'm saying? X-Men and Blade and the first Spider-Man. All the credit. They don't get enough credit. But yeah, man, that's it. This is a wrap on this. I guess I'm going to put some music on the end. Um, You can follow. You can follow the show on Twitter. I got a Twitter problem for that. IGBL podcast. Um, I'm Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. Uh, big shout out to my Patreon supporters. I'm not going to say y'all names because I don't feel right about that. Once y'all give me permission, that feels like I'd be dry snitching, putting y'all in the ether. Uh, but real big thanks for them for their, um, their support. They're hearing this earlier than everybody else. Um... Social media is all the same. It's Julian Lytle. I don't know what music going to play on this. It might be something old. It might anger you because it might be some kind of yay because I was listening to Good Fridays earlier today from 2010 and all that stuff was fire. Enjoy y'all morning or afternoon, evening, whenever you hear this. Peace. Hand in the air, if you don't really care, two hands in the air, if you don't really care, it's like that sometimes, I mean ridiculous, it's like that sometimes, it's shit ridiculous, one hand in the air, if you don't really care, middle finger in the air, if you don't really care, it's like that sometimes, man, ridiculous, life can be some, I got the world in my hands, the master plan, but I All of these girls in my shows, they loving me, but I don't know why I keep calling, why I keep calling you. All the models to the floor right now, all the models to the floor right now. What? Huh? All the models.